Real quick, let me just start off by saying this is Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion, host of the Cheap Heat Podcast. And I want to shout out the Will Wonder Podcast. You know what I wonder? What amazing takes will be given today on this show? Will I ever get the nod, the invite to be a guest on this show? Will I ever feel like coming on the show if I get that invite? We don't know. But you're checking out the Will Wonder Podcast. What is up, everybody? Episode 102 of the Will Wonder Pod. I hope everyone had a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, for the most part, that was my weekend, really, eating leftovers, decorated for Christmas, which, ugh, man, Christmas already this year's really flown by. Seems like they always do, but this year it's like, God, just feels like warp speed. Uh, watched Survivor Series. I won't go too in-depth into that, but I really enjoyed it. Also here in Salt Lake City, we got our very first snow of the year. So I spent my evening last night uh, shoveling, which is such a great workout. But I think it's about that time I invest in a snowblower because I got a big driveway now. Not to stunt on anybody, but it's bigger and it's just a lot of work. So I don't want to be doing that. Uh, other than that, not much else really going on over here. Uh, oh, if, if. You are really into Christmas. Just love it. With all of your being, my guy Dre Rocca is doing a 12 days of Podmas over on his feed. So check that out, allrock.com. You already know from his ads on this podcast. But make sure you check it out. There's going to be a lot of guests. I will be his guest on day one, bringing all kinds of Christmas cheer for you all. Kind of. I don't want to say I'm a Grinch, but I just, I'm not like the biggest Christmas fan in the world. So I'll just leave it there. Uh, let's get into a little bit of NBA talk. So we're a quarter mark, already a quarter mark of the season. And here's just a few observations that I have. Uh, we talked briefly about this on the, on the newest Jazz Nation podcast. Make sure you check that out if you haven't. Uh, but after the loss to the Bulls last night, Mike Conley might be the most important player on this Jazz team, more than Laurie Markin, and they've lost five games in a row without him. Even the teams that aren't great, like the Pistons and the Bulls last night, uh, their schedule really doesn't get any easier going forward. One of those games coming up being the return of Rudy Gobert to Utah when the Jazz play the T-Wolves. And speaking of those underachieving T-Wolves, last night it looked like Carl Anthony Towns tore his Achilles. One of those, you know, he's running down the court, lifts his leg, looks back like someone kicked him in the calf and then falls down. It was really scary, but the T-Wolves gave an update today, which is Tuesday the 29th of November, saying that it's just a strained calf, but he's out indefinitely and be reassessed in several weeks. So must be pretty, pretty tough. Um, really unfortunate for the T-Wolves, but it's great news for the Jazz, who in that Gobert trade, received the T-Wolves unprotected 2023 pick. So we have to see what Anthony Edwards does for that team because they weren't, they already weren't doing great. And this is kind of a big hit for them, uh, losing Cat. What else in the West? LeBron is 995 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record, which realistically he will probably break in, I guess, another 35 to 40 games, given that he will rest some of those games. Though he probably shouldn't rest too much. The Lakers are currently 13th in the West 
with only seven wins. But right now, quarter of the way through the season, that's only six and a half games back from first place. The West is very, very tight this year. Also, you all know, speaking of the Lakers, how much I dislike Pat Beverly and have his whole career. The push in the back of uh, DeAndre Ayton was pretty weak. I get he's trying to stand up for his guy, but like Booker said, how about you push him in the chest next time? Uh, Pat Beverly is just one of those guys, in my opinion, not everybody's, but mine, that is extremely overrated as a defensive player, and he gets the dog moniker when he really isn't. So I'll just leave that at that. Currently, and somewhat surprisingly, to me, the Suns are number one in the West. I thought they just had way too much going on in the offseason. That, coupled with the Chris Paul injury, I thought they would struggle, but they've played very well. Booker has really stepped up, averaging 28 points per game and nearly six assists. I think he should be talked about, in all honesty, in the MVP conversation, but we can hold that off until later. I know people don't like talking about it too early. The Warriors, speaking of MVPs, shout out Steph Curry, uh, had gotten off to a very slow start, but it looks like they're figuring things out now. They've won three in a row, and to be honest, that... No point was I really worried about them in the first place, so their defense leaves something to be desired. Uh, I'll tell you who I am worried about, though. Dallas Mavericks. Losers of four in a row, currently 11th in the West. Luka, what else can you say about Luka? He's amazing, we all know, MVP candidate. But that team isn't good. They are so bad, in fact, they are signing Kemba Walker, which is nuts. I've always liked Kemba. But he is far from that guy who was killing opponents at UConn and with the Charlotte Hornets, Bobcats, depending on when he played there, or what year it was, I should say. Losing Brunson really has put a void in that offense for Dallas. That, not surprisingly, signing Christian Wood couldn't fix. Like I said in the offseason, in the NBA season preview, what does that really do for this team? Uh, Sacramento Kings are good? I don't know if they're good, but they're a lot better than they ever have been. They have a solid coach in Woodson. Fox is playing well. Sabonis is playing well. Kevin Herter is looking great, running off of all types of screens, making defenders really work. Keegan Murray looks good. He's kind of a do-it-all kind of player, especially as a rookie. Looks great. So they're, they're actually a fun team to watch. And I think they can sneak into that play-in tournament and cause a little bit of grief for a team in the playoffs. Not to say that they get out of that first round, but it should be fun to watch. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the East. It seems like the Celtics and the Bucks are the real threats. Cleveland is just underneath them. Um, and what? No, that's not a typo. The Pacers are the fourth seed in the East right now. Halliburton looks great. We talked about the Kings. He moved on from them, got traded, and we thought, what the hell's going on? Seems to work out for both teams right now. Benedict Matherin is a monster off the bench. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch those two play together for years to come. I don't think they can sustain this type of play because I do think they are looking to move Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. But nonetheless, fourth seed right now, a quarter of the way through the year. Fun to watch. Surprisingly, the Wizards aren't awful yet. But don't be surprised if they fall as the year goes on. Seems like the, their top dogs generally get injured, and I just don't believe in the Wizards. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I should change my ways, but I just don't think they are to be feared or taken seriously. 
the three most disappointing teams in the East, maybe in the NBA outside of the Lakers, would be the Nets, the Knicks, and oh yes, my Orlando Magic. Now, my Magic have lost five in a row, and yes, they haven't been healthy. They've missed a number of guys, Paolo, Suggs, Cole Anthony. But at this point, I'm tired of that excuse. I've made that excuse a number of years before. This is the most talented team Orlando's had in years. So many great, talented, really fun young players. They just need to get it figured out over there because they're pissing me off. Um, the Knicks. I don't know what's going on in New York, but they've lost four out of their last five. They can't seem to find a real rhythm. Brunson, everyone's worried that maybe he's a little bit overpaid. Um, but time will tell with them. And the Nets just love distractions. So who knows what happens with them? My prediction is sixth or seventh seed at the best. And with, with for them, a team with Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons, that's insane. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Week 12 went almost as expected with a couple of exceptions. Thanksgiving, we got a closer game than we thought we would when the Bills beat the Lions by three. I was cooking the turkey. Oh, and by the way, I didn't give that update. Turkey turned out great. Food turned out great. My wife put it down. Mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, cream corn. I handled the turkey. Oh, God, it was all good. It was all good. Anyways, back to football. Uh, like I said, Bills win by three to the Lions. Much closer than we all thought it would be. Cowboys beat the Giants. No surprise there. Vikings beat the Pats. Moving on to Sunday, the Dolphins handle business against the Texans. No surprise there. The Bengals beat the Titans 20-16 in what was a pretty fun game. Panthers beat the Broncos, and as I have said all year, the Broncos are bad. I would love to know uh, what was said between that defensive lineman and Russell Wilson. Looks like he was just giving Russ the business, and Russ was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, Broncos country, let's ride, yeah, yeah. Um, now the Jets killed the Bears. Mike White looked like Peyton Manning out there compared to Hoop's boy, Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, Hoop. Um, I think it's over for your guy. I text Hoop and Chacon at the end of that first Jets drive when Mike White had four less yards and one more touchdown than Wilson had the entire previous game. Ugh, kind of rough. Uh, what else? My commanders in another scary down-to-the-wire game beat the Falcons. And all of a sudden, just like that, my commanders have seven wins and we're in the playoff picture. Let's go, baby. Now, Taylor Heineke, I, I, I'm, I'm not uh, up in the night. I, I know Taylor Heineke isn't the guy to win a Super Bowl, but God damn it, it's fun to win. Uh, what else? The Browns beat the Bucks in overtime. Can, can we all just collectively put in a petition to say that we don't want an NFC South team in the playoffs? Can we make that a thing? Because they all stink. The Bucs are leading that division at 5-6, and six, and to be honest, I'd rather honestly see the Panthers make it into the playoffs at this point. Jags pull, pull out a nail-biter against the Ravens, and all week, all we're going to hear and all we've heard so far, Lamar Jackson isn't that guy. He's not good enough. I don't know, man. I'd take Lamar Jackson on my commanders. I'm just saying. If the, if the Ravens fans, who are very upset about this guy not performing, would be open to Taylor Heineke and a second rounder, maybe in a first for Lamar Jackson. Let's make this happen. Call me. I'll call my commander's people and we'll make it happen. 
Raiders beat the Seahawks in OT. And man, Josh Jacobs, who, by the way, is an upcoming free agent, had the game of his life. 229 yards rushing, two touchdowns, one of which being the game-winning touchdown in overtime. He just broke loose and was gone. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, to round out, Chargers beat the Cardinals 25-24 to in a very fun game. Niners beat the Saints 13-0. Chiefs handle the Rams 26-10. Eagles beat the Packers 40-33. That was a weird game. We saw a little bit of Jordan Love because of Rodgers' thumb issue. Love looked good while he was in there, but it sounds like we're going to get Rodgers to start this week against the Bears. We all know how he performs against the Bears, so that should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Monday night... We got the game that nobody asked for, nobody wanted, but the Steelers beat the Colts 24 to 17. Okay, let's get into this week's picks. Uh, all of us, Hoop, Chacon, and myself, all have the Bills over the Pats on Thursday night. We all have the Browns over the Texans, which this will be Deshaun Watson's first game back. Not sure how we should feel about that, but interestingly enough, it is against his former team, so I'll be checking that out. We all have the Packers over the Bears. We all have the Steelers over the Falcons. We all have the Vikings over the Mike White-led Jets. Chacon and I have Tennessee over Philly. I just think that run game is too tough for Philly, and it doesn't seem like they can really stop the run. Um, Hoop is riding with the Eagles on that one. Chacon and Hoop both have the Giants, which, what the fuck? I have the Commanders because I watch football and I know the Giants aren't good and my Commanders are on the uptick, Giants on the up, on the downturn. Yeah, downturn, uptick, two different things. Commanders win that game in my opinion. Chacon and I have the Lions over the Jags while Hoop is taking the Jaguars. We all have the Ravens over the Broncos. Chacon and I have the Dolphins over the San Francisco 49ers while Hoop is rolling with Jimmy G and San Fran. We all have the Seahawks over the Rams. Isn't it crazy how bad the Rams are. I mean, after winning the Super Bowl last year, I know even with the injuries that they've had, I didn't see them being this bad. It's really tough to watch. Uh, Chacon and Hoop are taking the Chiefs, and I think I am going to roll with the Bengals in this one. I think they're going to surprise them. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, both healthy, both back for the Bengals. Um, either way, I think it's going to be a fun game, the game of the week for sure. I'm not going to bet on it, but... For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, we all have the Chargers over the Raiders, though I could see a surprise there. Another game that I would not bet on. We all have the Cowboys over the Colts on Sunday night. How many fucking primetime games of the Colts are we getting this year? It seems like, I don't know, three too many um, already. And we get another Monday night stinker <laughs> with the Bucks. And the Saints, we all have the Bucks winning that game. All right, that's all the NFL talk for this week. Next week, we'll have Hoop and Chacon back. We'll talk um, more, more deeply, more thoroughly about the NFL season so far and give predictions for the following week. Coming up, we'll get into the record shop for the 40th anniversary of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Stay tuned after that for a holiday giveaway as well from the Will Wonder Pod. All that after some words from my guy, Dre Rocca. Hey, so I don't got a lot of time. I'm being held hostage right now. 
I'm listening to other podcasts. I know I just had to sneak away to listen to this one right here. This is really my favorite podcast. But hey, look, if you ever are uh, in need of any other entertainment, uh, look for me. My name is uh, Dre Rocca. Uh, my, you can follow me at Dre Rocca. That's D R E R A O. I gotta hurry up. A A A O O. D-R-E-R-A-W-K-A uh, uh, com. Check me out I do a podcast too It's called Unrestricted We do a lot of fun stuff Stop Listen Laugh Love The Unrestricted Podcast With Dre Rocca Available now on Spotify Apple Podcast YouTube Literally anywhere you consume podcast Except SoundCloud Because that's repugnant Oh And drop a 5 star review And receive 10 years good luck Fail to do so and your genitals will fall off. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the record shop here on the Will Wonder Pod. Today, we celebrate the 40th anniversary of Michael Jackson's album Thriller. Released November 30th, 1982, Thriller went 50 times platinum all over the world, which equates to going five times diamond. Michael Jackson's Thriller is the all-time most-selling album, and it only has about mm, a 20 million record lead over the next closest, which is surprisingly, to me, I guess, ACDC's Back in Black. Go back mentally, if possible, to 1982. I wasn't even born for another three years. No cell phones, no internet for normal folk, no social media. I know for some people listening to this, that sounds crazy. The younger listeners are thinking, how did anyone communicate? Well, you went outside and you talked to people. You could call them on the phone as well. You had to remember phone numbers back then or write them down, but I digress. To give you an idea of what music was like at the time, Here is Billboard's top five songs the month Thriller was released, November 1982. Number one, All Night Long by Lionel Richie, which, if we're going to be real, still goes a little bit. Well, my friends, the time is coming. Raise the roof and have some fun. Raise the roof and have some fun. And you gotta love his little accent that he throws in here. Lionel didn't talk like that. (laughs) Number two song, Say, 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 Paul McCartney featuring Michael Jackson. Paul would actually show up on Thriller as well, but we'll get to that here in just a moment. Here's a little clip of Say, Say, Say. Uh, number three, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. Number three is Uptown Girl by none other than Billy Joel. Man, 1982, I don't know. Never had a backstreet guy. I don't even know what that means. Uptown Girl never had a backstreet guy. Number four is Islands in the Stream by none other than the gambler himself, Kenny Rogers and Miss Dolly Parton. I 
A lot of love, a lot of love songs going on at this time. Kenny and Dolly. Now, number five. Doesn't necessarily fit with everything else. It is Quiet Riot's Come On, Fill the Noise. And it's not spelled come like come here. It's spelled different. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And I thought hip-hop was the dirty genre. Nope. So what was Mike coming off of at this time? Well, he did work on the E.T. soundtrack. Yes, that's correct. The E.T. soundtrack, the extraterrestrial. But his previous album was the nine times platinum solo off the wall, which had so many classics, including this one right here. Don't stop you know, I was, till you get enough. I was wondering, you know, if you could keep on because the force has got a lot of power. Huh? Force has a lot of power that makes me feel like it, it makes me feel like classic song. If you remember Rush Hour, this <laughs> saying in Rush Hour. Uh, all right, what else did this album have on it? Rock With You, another classic. And of course, Off the Wall. For Thriller, Michael decided to link back up with Quincy Jones, who produced his Off the Wall album. Now, Thriller consists of nine songs total, seven of which were released as singles. I'm willing to bet there's no other album in the history of music that has a ratio like that, total number of album cuts to singles. And not just singles, like massive, shake the world fucking singles. The first of those singles, which was probably the weakest, if I'm going to be honest, but still an amazing song, was The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Told you we'd get back to Paul. This was the first time Mike had a feature on an album and also was the first song recorded for Thriller, which this was recorded April 14th, 1982. I'm the next single was released January 2nd, 1983, and it was none other than Billie Jean. Still a dance floor classic. A lot of these songs I try to go back and think, man, imagine being in the club when this came on. You always had probably that one dude, which you still do today, that tries to do his thing in the middle. Little moonwalk. Such an amazing record. Now, Billie Jean was sampled on Aaliyah's Got to Give It Up, featuring none other than Slick Rick. 
Yeah, bartender, can I get a Hennessy on the rocks and uh, Long Island iced tea? Thank right, you. Then I tell you this club was Yeah, dumping. you wasn't lying, kid. It Look at this. They all over the place, kid. Yeah, one second, hun. Slow down. Slow. Yo, James, get off me. Yo, back off, you, Would you slow back down? To, yo, back <laughs> The next single would be released on Valentine's Day. 1983 beat it. So for Beat It, Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones were determined to make a rock song that would appeal to all tastes and spent weeks, weeks, and weeks looking for someone to play the guitar. Eventually, they found Steve Lukather of Toto. Yeah, this Toto. He actually worked a lot on the album. He played the rhythm on Beat It while this guy... Played the solo. Eddie Van Halen. So that Beat It song has some real, real musicians doing work. All right, the next single will be Wanna Be Starting Something, which was released May 8th, 1983. Another one where you imagine being in the clubs and it's like, oh, okay, you and your boys see some guys over across the way that you might have a problem with and you just dance dance it out right no fighting just a battle <laughs> I'm just playing I don't know if that really happened back then but in my head it did now want to be starting something actually samples Manu Dibongos hopefully I got that right Sol Makasa This is a very popular record in hip-hop as well. <sighs> now, Wanna Be Starting Something was most famously sampled in this record. The next single, Human Nature, was released July 3rd, 1983. Another well-traveled record, Human Nature, was sampled in this hip-hop classic. As well as this R&B remix that went off and still does. SWV right here. Now the sixth single off of Thriller. Yes, the sixth. Released September 19th, 1983. Pretty young thing. You know, you, you make me feel so good inside. <laughs> I always wanted a girl just like you. Such a I wonder if that worked with Mike's voice talking to a girl like that. Probably did. 
Most famously, PYT was sampled by this guy. Like we always do with this time. Now, the final single, and to me, the one that takes the cake. Change the game when it comes to music videos. Michael Jackson got John Landis to direct this full music video. I had the making of on VHS, which I think my dad just recorded off of HBO at some point. You can find it on YouTube now. The song is Thriller, released November 5th, 1983. A little bit of background in the Thriller. It was written by Rod Temperton. He wrote Thriller and wanted to call it Starlight. Now, you can find the original version of Star of Thriller, which is Starlight, and this is what it sounds like. I know, it's almost like you're in a karaoke bar in another country and they're singing Thriller and it just doesn't make sense. Now, Rod Temperton wanted to change it from Starlight to Thriller because he thought that had a, a better merchandising potential. He wanted to get a notable person to recite the closing lyrics, so he brought in the horror icon Vincent Price, who was actually a friend of his wife's. Price completed his part in two takes. Temperton wrote the spoken portion in a taxi on the way to the recording studio. The song is a classic. There's no doubt about that. Thriller is one of a kind. Played every October, no matter where you go. The Vincent Price laugh has been sampled a million times. I mean, not a million, but at least a thousand, if you look it up. And if you're a fan of the Will Wonder Pod, you heard it on 31 Days of Halloween every episode sometimes multiple times but let's get back off of thriller <laughs> only two songs left in the album that weren't actual singles that would be the lady in my life which if you're a fan of mid mid to late 90s hip hop and R&B you know that sample and if you don't here you go Sped up slightly. LL Cool J, Boys to Men, Hey Lover. Now, the final song. And really hasn't been sampled too much. Maybe it's the, uh, the stepchild of the album. Still a really great song. It's Baby Be Mine. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this record shop again 40th anniversary of thriller make sure you go listen to it in its entirety there's even a 40th anniversary edition of thriller with a lot of extra songs demos including starlight which again i wouldn't suggest you listen to it because it totally changes the way you hear thriller 
just doesn't sound right. But we will be back in a couple of weeks with another special record shop. This one, though, is the year-end music review. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Much love to everybody. See you next time on The Record Shop. Peace. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that record shop. Like I said, before The Record Shop, I have a giveaway for the holidays. So here it is. I'm going to partner with my guy, Sean, who owns Boogie Down Barbershop in Taylorsville, to get one of you looking right for the holidays. Sean will hook you up with his full deluxe service and the Will Wonder Pod will front the bill. This is also you can look right for Christmas or or maybe, just maybe, you want to get a cut before New Year's. You might be going out to the club for New Year's Eve trying to find the one or the next one. I don't know. I don't want to get in your business. But you can't do that with a messed up cut. So here's how you enter. This week, I'll be putting up a post on Instagram for the giveaway. What you need to do is like that post. You need to tag three friends within that post, and you need to share it on your story and tag the Will Wonder Pod. Those three things will get you one entry into this. If you want an extra entry, you can go on to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, or rating rather, and a review, and shoot me a screenshot. I'll pop your name in the drawing again. So two entries. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can still rate on Spotify. Do that and send me a screenshot, and I'll put another entry in for you. Now, I need five stars on these ratings, okay? Don't play around with me. I don't want anything less. I say this jokingly, but also very for real. (laughs) So there it is. More details this week on the Will Wonder Pod Instagram. We will announce the winner December 14th. That episode will be episode 104 of the Will Wonder Pod. We'll also announce the winner on Instagram. So make sure you are following the pod on Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. And we will see y'all next week. Peace. Please subscribe, write, and review. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.